They killed the rappers who were spitting truth. They wouldn't have a messenger to reach the youth. So they duplicate physically, implant abilities, replicate tattoos and cloning facilities. Indie contracts say worldwide. Label contracts say universal. For all of time and all forms, they own all your music, your image, your name, and your person. <laughs> Weird, right? I know you don't think that is facts. But for 50,000 and a hair sample, you can clone your dog or your dying cat. It's another way for them to win the war by weaponizing important celebrities. Don't kill your foes, just clone their gods. Then you'll control all your enemies. The executions have been televised, oh, they're on TMZ like a night. They take our heroes, give us weaponized clones, the revolution will be televised. I can't be replicated. Copy the attitude and the chains, but no one will ever do me the same. I can't be replicated. We just completely trust you and, and hand over the election to them. And by the way, company. they sign non-disclosures when they do. They're not even allowed to look at the proprietary software. This is saying, we trust you. I would think Frank, the Secretary well, of State would well, stand up and say, hold on, I need to make sure the citizens' vote actually counts. The, the, why is the Secretary of State not investigating Dominion? Why are they investigating our actual citizens and not the companies that may be very well responsible right. for manipulating our elections? Right. I don't understand that. Hey, Ron, yeah, why are they investigating Ron, Tina could you, from Mesa instead of Frank? Hey, Dominion, what the heck are you doing here? Hey, Dr. Frank, hold, hold tight. Just said. This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practice. Also on OEN right now. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to be playing recordings from a, a very compromised symposium with a Josh, Josh Merritt. And... Um, we were, before we do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little backlog here of what happened at the symposium. As you all know, I've had information that I got on, starting on January 9th and from different sources. And uh, these, uh, these sources, I've had the, the stuff validated and vetted. And by the way, that includes um, Dennis Montgomery. That also includes, uh, yes, uh, part of this came in from Mary Fanning. All this information has been validated 100% by me. I have it in my possession. I have had it in my possession. I have had a whole team of people that have of experts and bite head hackers that have validated this for months. It is 100% the whole election. Everything is legit from different sources, different validators, and 100%. Now, when I set up this symposium, I set it up to do three things. One, show everyone that this was valid data from the 2020 election. Everyone that came to this uh, symposium, by the way, they, they, not one person didn't say it was not from the 2020 election valid data. Uh, number two, I invited all the state legislators there and uh, from around the country, uh, anybody on both sides in politics, and we had all 50 states represented. And the third thing is, I needed to break through what's been stopping this country, and that is the media, the fake news, the non-news like Fox, and this was a, a big breakthrough for our country. Uh, this is why I waited. I did not talk to the media since last Thursday. I went completely dark on them, and uh, as we were gathering, we had, we had um, our own investigators there. We had our own teams. We had our own teams that... Um, um, that uh, to investigate other people is there a problem? Um, 
it's a, we have our own investigators and um, I have my own team of people there. And uh, before this, uh, before this came on, uh, before we went to the, did the cyber symposium, I was told I should get a red team to come. So I hired a red team to come to the symposium. And uh, now, of the, now remember, I have my own team and I have the red team. Well, what we did is this started last Saturday night. So last Saturday is when I gave the red team at 9, 9 p.m. I gave them, fed them some of the data to look at. And none of them, uh, right away when they first seen it, they, they're all going, yeah, this is from the 2020 election. Well, let me tell you, then the tax started. Uh, the, the morning, the first morning of the symposium, the, if there wasn't enough the first two days, the first morning uh, we were attacked. We had, by the way, for the whole event, we had 162 million attacks on, on uh, Frank's speech. 162 million. The morning of the, the, morning of the symposium, um, Dominion sued Newsmax and OAN. Um, imagine what the timing was there, right? Then um, on the second day, uh, the second morning, when we were there in the morning, uh, we went through the first night, and in the morning, uh, there was a lot of weird, strange things happening, and it all pointed to this Josh Merritt. Well, I went on, I went up, um, I decided, uh, that actually, they, they had a whole schedule made that morning on the stage. So I went up and I interviewed with CNN. And I interviewed with CNN, and we, um, we on there, on there on, I don't know if we have the CNN clips, but we'll show them tonight. And CNN, I told them straight out, I said, with the stuff going on, I said, if I give you guys all the way into the, all the data, you guys are going to copy it or, or um, change it, put it out there, and I will never be able to to um, um, to validate it, to validate that you guys that you guys compromised it. This is what we've been under since last November and December, and everything. You can have the best evidence in the world, but the media can suppress it; they can lie. This has been the biggest cover-up for the biggest crime in in, in world history. Um, I have said we have all the evidence of a China attack, cyber attack, and uh, and and the whole election. All the packet captures all the data for the whole election. Now, on the second day of the symposium, I said this to CNN that I was probably I was you know I'm not going to release everything. I didn't even bring all the all the stuff there. You know, I had heard that there were going to be compromise. There was going to be attacks. Well, then that evening, that evening, we, you know, remember, the, oh, by the way, remember the night before we were, I was flying in Tina Peters from uh, Colorado and she ended up having her office ransacked. Uh, she had her office raided. I got her in, by the way, she's in a safe place now, everybody. And then the very next night, um, there's another guy that got his, that came to the symposium at his house with four little kids raided and all the electronics taken. And I went, I was, um, I went out to eat, Kendra and I did with um, two other couples. And we got back to the hotel about 1130 uh, to the Sheridan in South Dakota. And we got, we got there and there was no doubt that this, that this attack occurred. This attack, it was probably in my life. If you've read my book, I've had swords to my throat that this, uh, th this was even more fearful. I never had anything like this. I actually have the picture of the guy that did it. We're going to put this up tonight. We'll put this. We'll put his picture up on the screen. We've got his picture, and uh, so this. Then, uh, then 
at one o'clock a.m. Now I got up, doubled over upstairs, and but at one o'clock a.m. when I'm laying in bed there with this uh, um, in pain, I get a call from our red team leader, Colonel Phil Waldron, and he said, he said we have been compromised with a poison pill that's going to come in. I don't know what that is. That the data, if you put any more data, at that time I ordered my team, one of my guys, that not the red team. Conan is on my team. He's been one of the guys that has helped validate. The guy's forgot, forgotten more about cyber forensics than anybody I've ever met. Of all the people that I hired. And he went on there and I said, don't give him anymore. You stay at this hotel. It's too dangerous what's going on over there. So I, he stayed at the hotel. That morning, we got out there and we uh, and uh, Colonel Waldron and I got on stage. We said that this... We told everybody what had happened, and and uh, and then this this support him. We went through that day with uh, everyone that was in that room. Uh, we found out a lot more things that happened at the symposium. We found out with our um, we had an intelligence. Um, we had actually uh, another team of our own that was intel going undercover and going through and checking out all the media and all the people that were there. Well, it turns out, and this report's going to come in. I didn't. I should have it during this uh, during this telecast, but Antifa infiltrated us through the media. Through the media, it looks to, it looks like Salon Zachary Petrino was involved. It looks like uh, this thing called True um, uh, True Something org. But this, there, can we need that whole report? They got in with media credentials, trading them outside the building, and this was all a setup. This was a setup to attack me, to take down my credibility, and to finally get rid of Mike Lindell. I want to say another thing. About two weeks prior to this, all of a sudden they keep bringing up the whole country. Everybody's coming to me about this, about Dennis Montgomery. And they're coming to me about, and this happened back in February too. It's like his name keeps popping up, everybody. Well, if they're, if they're so worried about him having, if he doesn't have anything, why is everybody so worried? Well, I will sit there and tell you right now, everything he has is 100% accurate. They can sit there and discredit him and say, oh, the past, in the past he did this thing and he never, he never uh, brought this forward or whatever. Uh, and you guys, can, you guys, I can tell you, I have validated it, his stuff too, and all of his stuff. It is 100%. We have the whole election, everything captured, and... This election was attacked by this. Our country's attacked by China. It's there now. Now, to, um, that's just my opening statement here. Um, uh, Brandon, are you ready with these clips? I want to get right into them because I heard that Josh is going to go out in the media and try and spew more lies, like he did to the Washington Times. This guy is a disgrace to our country. And uh, and by the way, everybody, this red team that came in, I never met Josh. I never met him before Saturday, last Saturday night at nine o'clock. Last Saturday night at nine o'clock, um, all of these, uh, all of the red team came in. I had never met him before. Um, and, um, and, and then it started. He started, I've never seen anything like it, but, uh, what this Josh Merritt did. And, uh, anyway, we're good. We got a recording. He, he went behind, uh, he went to media. He trusted, um, um, and uh, this is an interview with media that he thought it was, he thought wasn't going to get out there. Um, actually, it was a private conversation of what it was. Um, Pete Santelli and his uh, wife, I believe, with him. And um, we've uh, this was actually recorded in uh, Texas, which is 
It can be recorded, everybody, and uh, from Ohio to Texas. So everything you're going to hear here. And by the way, we had to cut so much stuff out because of the swearing. Uh, um, his, uh, the swearing was absolutely horrific. Um, and uh, we had to cut we had to cut swearing out. And um, um, so you're only getting part of the clips. We're going to probably put it all up in its entirety. Uh, we'd have to rate it. We'd have to rate it our, our X. It's it's terrible, uh, but the way he the way he talks. But Brandon, why don't we go? Uh, can you? Are you there, Brandon? I'm here. We're ready for clip one. Okay. Why don't you do clip one? Okay. Here we go. I think for everyone, dude, there was a freaking straight up op on the going on all the way around. Yeah, I'm sitting here going through this supposed <laughs> how all of this shit was faked from Conan and Montgomery. Um, well, why, okay, can I ask you something? Why did they, um, why did they send you back? Well, I mean, everyone was already starting to go home. Uh, they took that Tina chick and they're hiding her here in Texas. Um, and uh, Colonel Waldron went home. Uh, so everyone just sort of went their own way. Uh, I guess Keschel's off to go do something. That's clip one, Mike. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'll comment on that. Then you can ask me questions, Brandon. I know this is the first time you've heard it, but I want to comment on that first one. Uh, there, sorry about the S word there that was taken. That was the only we did we did miss that word. Uh, the the, the uh, but let me tell you what he did there. The lies he put out there. I I kicked him out on the second day when we knew that they they had been warned of a po poison pill getting put into the data. And with the stuff he had done, we knew it was going to be Josh, or at least I did. It would be Josh Merritt. Now, let me tell you, he, um, in that sense there, he said that he, yeah, they took that, Mike moved that Tina Peters, that, I think he said Tina Chick, down to Texas. I've had to, just so you're, if you're out there, everybody, I have removed her. I moved her to another location. She is a hero. All the stuff that she has done that I'm going to read about tonight that she's done, She's, she's brave. She's a hero. And then you got just Josh calling her out. I'm afraid he knew where he was and it would leak out. And Josh sits there and tries to discredit once again using Dennis Montgomery and Conan. People that, I'll tell you what, I have spent five and six months with other people, other part of my team, but Conan is golden. He went, he dug in, he did the most work. And you know what, Brent? He didn't even, he was doing this for his country. Yes, he was. He was going through petabytes and petabytes of data. And Conan is a very good man. Super good man. I adore him. Anytime I'm, never mind. Regardless. But what you are seeing here now is actual people that are federal agents showing their colors, uh, trying to remove and gain trust to get in. This is how it works. So just understand what you are seeing. Cause a lot of you are like, wait a minute. And it's like, that's it. That's it. So when you see people that are against, right, anything America, but pretend to. So the agent that recorded Josh, which I knew from the beginning was an infiltrator, right? Um, I can tell you that. Pete is doing his thing to gain trust for access. That's 
how they operate. It's, it's freaking PSYOPs 101, how to penetrate your targets. Pay attention. But don't forget, still exposed an infiltrator. Country, not even getting paid. I had to give him money later on. I said, you need to take some money for your family. Been away from his family for months working on this. And everyone keeps trying to discredit Dennis Montgomery, Dennis Montgomery. I actually never said his name because I wanted to protect him and protect uh, like uh, Mary Fanning that had brought uh, and yourself who had brought just one piece back in January 9th. I mean, it's all going to come out now. Hero, hero, heroes, heroes. And, and so what this guy did here, he's all part of that cancel culture that all, or cancel out Mike Lindell but yet he right in that, in that space there, he puts, tells where a hero is. Tina, um, um, Tina Peters to send her down, you know, when we sent her to Texas and now I had to, I had to move Tina and everybody, I want everybody out there. She is safe. And anyone else that comes forward, I'm going to tell you this right now, we have so many people that have watched the symposium that are going to come forward in our country People that back that lived in fear back in November and December when Dominion sent them threatening letters, threats of lawsuits, people you didn't even know, like the one that got came after me and that outside that elevator. Absolutely horrific. And I've been through a lot of things. I've had guns to my head, swords to my throat. That was one of the most scariest men and scariest things that I've ever had to go through there because I knew it was for keeps. But these guys are these guys stop at nothing. And Tina is brave. She's down there. We're going to read her stuff in a minute. And um, and uh, and then, remember, on the second night, the night that I was attacked, another uh, guy never did anything. And this guy came to the symposium from Colorado. His house was raided at 1030 at night or whatever time it was at night with four little kids. They busted into his house. You know, he hasn't come, he hasn't come forward. I'm taking care of him too with, uh, but, but he hasn't come forward. He doesn't want his name out there. You know why? Because he's afraid his employers will not employ him once they get, it's like your name is tainted. If you have anything to do with this attack on our country and election fraud, it's like the lawyers I hired in Minnesota. I hired the lawyers and the, and the next day the bots and trolls attacked and they fired that lawyer that morning here in Minneapolis. You know, this is what this is what we're up against. We have to beat the media. This is why we're coming on tonight. Everybody live to you. We're going to go right down the list of these recordings of this Josh Merritt because the media put out. Remember, the media put out that this Josh Merritt was a, the leader of my red team. Like he was reading, leading the symposium. I didn't know this guy from the man on the moon. This guy came in to be part of this team. He was at the leader. Uh, and, and here he went out there to the Washington Times and said everything was fraudulent, everybody. He did this to our country. Even Alan Duke and, Mer and um, Martin or whatever did not do that. Martin reached out to me. Remember on the first day, the data we have rolling on the screen, and Martin said, Mike, you have two, two columns that are duplicated because we had used, I think, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. But, I, you know, I said, is it from the 2020 election? Yes, it is. It looks like it is, but it, we had made an error there, but he didn't, you know, they didn't even go out and attack like this. I don't think, uh, and maybe, maybe, you know, I haven't even seen a lot of the press, but this is what they did. And they went after, uh, you know, uh, I think, you know, it's kind of funny because no one's out there saying that the data is not from the 2020 election that therefore nobody, uh, 
nobody has tried to claim the the five million dollar prize because that was remember it was the the thing was I offered five million dollars to anybody that could come and and prove that this was not valid data from the 2020 election. This is very important, everybody, because here's what I wanted to do at the symposium. I spent five months validating every piece of, of uh, PCAPs and, and. So, as you all know, I'm not involved in any of that data that he did. So, when it comes to my lawsuit, I guess I can introduce his data, right? Um, and data and everything and making sure all the flips, you validated all the flips, all the hacks from China, all this stuff, hired a, um, a whole team of my own, including Conan, okay? And uh, and, and these, and spent, uh, it takes that long. I asked these cyber guys, they said, how long would it take if you had to validate everything? Oh, a month or two? That's what they told me. So anybody that came to the symposium, the big thing was, I wanted them all to see that, you, wow, you have all this data, all these stuff from the 2020 election from November 3rd. Then everybody's there from all 50 states. They hear this and we get past the media, everybody. We have to get past the media. It is so, OAN, they are heroes. Okay, so guys, those of you that had movie night with me yesterday, as you saw uh, at the beginning of the movie, just so you guys that didn't see it, at the beginning of the movie, it showed a woman that had this extraordinary story, a, an amazing whatever. But her friend put her outside of everything, threw her to the corner so nobody has access to her, you know, and allowed her to kind of be on the side until it was time. So think about it. Can any court of law say that I had any involvement with any of their data? Obviously not, because I have zero communications with them. I had zero, whoa, wait, I have communications with some of the people that are on the team, but not about the exact data that they're doing. See, it's other data stuff, other stuff. So watch how things go where you want, right? Now that you put that big ass company into a box and they have to prove it, how do you introduce this outside of, of a symposium and straight into the court of law? This is how you do it. And since it's been filed, let's all enjoy that because there's going to be more. <laughs> Damn, these federal suits, you know, it's all me. No one's giving me the money to do it. I mean, I, I'm getting my subscribed, sorry, I think the payout's tomorrow. So that covers some of the filing fees. And just like he said, most of the people working aren't asking for any money, any compensation. They're doing it because it is, because God never leaves them without what they need. So see how you introduce things. You can't get things into a court of law by demanding. Bottom line is they claimed that they're suing Lindell, right? Defamation. Well, the problem that they did was that they used my fucking case to prove that. And wait a minute. Did you just claim that I committed perjury? Stop. Let's you prove that claim first because you just libeled me in a court of law four times. This is how 
you get it done. This is how you box them. They're absolute heroes that they've been our voice. They've been out there, been our voice because you don't, where's Fox? They've been, they've been gone. Now Newsmax has come on board this the other day. They got, you know, they uh, came on board and they did, went to film the symposium and right away they get sued by Dominion. They want to stop all of this. Okay. I want to go, I want to keep going through these. Um, uh, once everybody, the reason we're talking about Josh Merritt, this guy was part of this red team that came in. The first time they seen evidence was Saturday night at nine o'clock PM, Saturday night at nine o'clock PM. I did that on purpose. I'll tell you what, I did not trust any. I want it to be just like this. I give it to this red team. Show me it's not from the 2020 election. And if they couldn't, if they'd say, no, you're, you're, it's uh it's from the 2020 election. Then I knew I could easily pass it to. I wanted to see questions and stuff, and then pass it on to everybody in them breakout rooms. And uh, so, the this Josh Merritt. Then, just so everybody knows, he went to the Washington Times, and he went out there and just completely just put or just just put out disinformation about the whole symposium. And you're going to find out as you listen to his recordings. He uh, that was actually planned, and he lied in here about that. This uh, he just talked to the Washington Times out by a street corner to his friend, and then all of a sudden the article came out ten minutes later, which is impossible. He lied about my attack. You're going to hear that in here. So either he was in on it, or he no reason why he would lie about my attack and say it didn't happen. We have a police report. We have everything. We have witnesses. I got the guy's picture that did it. But according to Josh Merritt. You know, he said it didn't happen. You're going to find out through these recordings. You're also going to find out that he he broke his NDA that he had with the symposium. We had with the, the people with my my team that I've had for five months and my lawyers. He broke his NDA and he has stuff with them, hard drives that who knows if they got a poison pill or what. But you're going to hear him say tonight in the recording that he took them. And just, so that, just for the, the, the lay people, NDA, non-disclosure agreement. That's correct. That's correct. So why don't we go to the next tape? All right. Here's clip two. Hey, did you did you know what was going on with the press out on the floor, too? I mean, there, this was like a multi-pronged attack. Did you hear what yeah, was happening? We, we had people who were cataloging what was happening. There was some CI guys that were watching the media. Uh, Antifa, the, did you see the guys that were wearing the face masks? Yeah. So those were all Antifa that were posing as press. All right. So for just, by the way, CI counterintelligence is what he's referring to there. But Mike, he's admitting Antifa was in the building. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and I don't, I don't believe that he was part of that. It was just, we had counterintelligence. We did have, I had t other teams there, insiders that were looking for stuff. This is a whole nother uh, thing we need to talk about. Um, I want to get, uh, actually, I want to get Laura Logan when we, uh, when we, when she has time, hopefully she has time tonight to come on a little later and talk about how Antifa and the media have got, have actually gotten together, Brandon. Um, we do know from our cameras and stuff that Zachary, how do you say his last name? I have no idea. Uh, it's, uh, Patrizzo. Uh, I just thought he was some kid that didn't know any better working for Salon. But we've got him on many videos with the people out in the parking lot. All of a sudden, he's wearing masks on the second day. As you know, he wasn't wearing anything on the first day. And they were using this to get in and out of the front of the building with credentials 
giving them away. We even had people in there that said they were from Fox. I found out this later that said they were from Fox when Fox was Fox was nowhere to be seen. We knew that was uh, that was that should have been a red flag right there. But whoever was uh, marking at the door, they had they had credentials to come in. Now where they got them and what they came in and and who was Antifa? That's a whole other investigation. I was hoping to get that before uh, before I went on air and. Uh, um, yeah, just to, make, the, just to clarify, oh, yeah, the it's okay. I just I want to say this. It was true news. Um, there's a there's a place called True News. They're a cover. They're not real news. They're a cover for Antifa. I just got here from one of my lawyers. Um, and we just want and, to make sure we're clarifying. This is there is another organization that's been around for years. I think out of Florida with that name, not to be confused with this group. Yeah, I don't know about that. All I know is so. Well, then they, then that group should worry about this group because yeah, this group exactly. is under that name. Um, why don't we Why don't we move on? Keep moving to the next clip. All right. We've got Here's a lot to We've got a lot to get through here tonight, everyone, because this was the biggest attack. I I, I was I can't tell you how enough, I I am so happy that I didn't bring everything there because I absolutely I was warned that there was going to be attacks. I you know I figured that, but I figured you know what? Since it was live TV, I figured well we should be okay. But anyway, it was uh, it was very fortunate. Um, everything I have, by the way, is secure. It's locked in. Uh, I have there's copies and copies. I, just remember, everybody, I have all the evidence. Not all these other people that you're hearing about, but that, but those people that brought me this. Um, you know, whether it was uh, Mary Fanning back on Jan January 9th, Brandon, you know that happened. Brought me that first piece, and. Uh, you know, she's a hero. She's getting attacked every day now because they put her name out there. They put out Dennis Montgomery's name. His dad is all 100%. I got this stuff from multiple sources, but it's 100%. I had it validated for five months. Everybody, it's out there. It's 100% validated. So and I have it in my possession, okay? So everybody's got to just... Let that go. It doesn't matter what you think about how the news has attacked uh, your Marys or your Dennis's or or anybody or your Conans or anybody else out there. They even attacked Dr. Dr. Frank today. They attacked him. Now, he's the next target. Whoever's information is 100% true, they go after them. Um, I heard this, you know, and I heard that the, I'm not even going to mention the guy that went after him because I, I haven't validated that yet. But it's shameful if this guy went after him because this guy has been attacked himself out there in the news. You know, it's like it's like the news switches around whatever they can get, whatever they can get to stop an attack. But you know what? After tonight, we're all going to know. And by the way, all your Zacharys out there, your Daily Beasts, your Swins, I'm done with you guys. I don't need you anymore. Thank you for attacking me for five months so I could get the word out of this cyber attack to our country by China. Thank you. I want to thank all the left-wing news. I want to, once again, I'm going to do a call out to Fox. Fox, you could help our country so much and all the hosts on there, from Sean Hannity, Lori Ingram, Tucker, Bongino, all of you, start talking about what's going on with the 2020 election because it's over. We need to get rid of these machines. They've we had an attack on our country. This election, it's, it's all over the place. The ground game. Everyone right now, since the symposium, the audits are going to be done in every state. Every single state, they're responding. Now they're going, hey, just because, just because you're a state like um, uh, 
Did you, if you see, if you go to frankspeech.com, about the second or third square down, all the data I had, I, I, I spent a couple of weeks validating piece by piece how much the Donald Trump actually won by, how much the hack was, and you have the real numbers there. Remember, eight states were flipped by them. New Hampshire, Minnesota, he won both of them, and all the other states, Nevada, Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Arizona. So eight states. It, this was the biggest landslide victory of any president you could imagine. And, and anyway, go to the next, go, go to the next here's clip. Clip three. Well, here, here's, let me, can I give you my 50,000 foot view? All right. Tell me if you agree with this. Um, Lindell was surrounded by fraudsters, right? I mean, and I say fraudsters, an op that included the media. Uh, he was given false information. I mean, he was basically set up for failure. They, they specifically set up a, a failure. Um, yep. through, through, um, and I was getting tipped off. You remember when I asked you, I said, uh, dude, is uh, Dennis Montgomery good? You said, you said he's golden, right? And because uh, I was hearing, because I told you, I was hearing that Dennis Montgomery's, a, you know, a, there was a former FBI agent that said, this guy, I've, I've got, you know, direct knowledge that the guy's a liar. All right, that's clip three, Mike. Yeah, now see, if you hear, if you listen to that, remember, that's the, that's the interviewer that's getting, he doesn't know, Josh doesn't know that this guy's recording him. And um, um, Pete, uh, Pete Santilla, by the way, everyone's asking that. It's Pete Santilla. Uh, he's a friend of mine. And um, he's also, a, uh, he's got his own show. I just want, maybe we can tell everyone what this interview is. Um, so you have, you have Peter Santilla. And then on there, he's talking to Josh Merritt. Remember, Josh's the one that compromised everything. That Not everything. There's other guys, actors too. And then there's... Uh, there's going to be, you're going to hear a Deb on there. She also works for Peter. And then you're going to hear Josh's, you might hear Josh's wife speak up. We actually had to cut almost everything she said because I have never heard a fouler mouth in her life. She said the F words so many times back to back. She absolutely hates me for some reason. She said she hates me, you know. I mean, it was, it was, we, that was what took so long to cut this out. So many of these things on there, even even Josh uses language that's just disgusting, but his wife is off the charts. So this is where we're at. And um, um, so when you hear the clip, when you hear the clips like that, when you heard right there, you just heard Josh say that Dennis Montgomery's data was went, was was good. That's what um, he had told Peter in the fast. Now, Josh has looked into thing. Apparently, his name is Spider in the cyber world. And so he, apparently he had checked it. Can you play that one one more time? Let's hear that one more time. You want to hear clip three again? Yes, yes. Well, here, here's let me. Can I give you my fifty thousand foot view? All right, tell me if you agree with this. Um, Lindell was surrounded by fraudsters, right? I mean, and I say fraudsters, an op that included the media. Uh, he was given false information. I mean, he was basically set up for failure. They they specifically set up. A, a failure um yep. through through um and i was getting tipped off you remember when i asked you i said uh dude is uh dennis montgomery good you said you said he's golden right and uh you hear that? i was hearing because i told you i was hearing that dennis montgomery's a, you know a, there was a former fbi agent that said this guy i've, I've got you know direct knowledge that the guy's a liar 
Okay, now did everyone hear that? So, so Josh had told Peter that Dennis Montgomery was golden. And right before, two weeks before the symposium, everybody, all the attacks started and they were bringing up Dennis's name. And even Peter, he got a thing sent to him. There's a guy out there, there's, there's a whole, he goes up to this guy named Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, is his name's all over out there attacking Dennis Montgomery. And then there's a Zulu, I believe his name is, I can't think of his first name. Zulu, was it Mike? Mike Zulu. Mike Zulu went around everyone and telling, don't go to this symposium. They sent, they had sent Peter. Now, Peter had gotten something from, from that saying, oh, Mike's going to present Dennis Montgomery's thing, and he's a fraudster. But yet, but yet when he reached out to Josh at some time earlier, Josh said, Dennis Montgomery is golden. Now, let me tell you. Now, that means that Josh, at one point, obviously, I don't know, I don't know this or not, whether he had done some work with Dennis Montgomery to validate it, but he said Dennis Montgomery was golden. And, and this is what people kept coming to me from all over the country because this Zulu went around with this Larry Johnson trying to discredit Dennis Montgomery. And you know what? I got stuff from other sources, but also Dennis Montgomery. And everything, you guys, a PCAP, and data is data. It doesn't matter if Maricopa opened up those PCAPs down there, opened up them routers, and opened them up, and there's packet captures in there. And this stuff would match everybody else's that I have. In my possession, everybody, I have them all. I don't need, it doesn't matter where they came from with those people anymore, whether it was Dennis or the man on the moon. It is 100% valid data. But China took our election, the 2020 election, and. Uh, in a massive way, and it attacked every single state. And whether you're a Democrat or Republican or any American, our American dream is gone, everybody. And this is where we're at right here. When you get this sabotage that went on at my symposium that I had, I put everything I had into that. It was a buildup of five months. And just so I the audience understands, you're saying that the data that came to you from different places was verified and all matched. It all matches. And some of it did come from Dennis Montgomery. And that guy, just like Josh said, and that you just heard, he's golden. He's golden. But Peter, the interviewer, he was worried because two weeks ago, in fact, he even sent me an email because this Zulu guy went around for this Larry uh, Johnson. I think it's Larry Johnson's his name. And I don't know what these guys, and you're going to hear another word named up here, Kurt Weeby. This is all like a huge plot against Dennis Montgomery. And they're, so they're attacking me and attacking this, and everyone's coming to me, Mike, you, if it's just, well, it's multiple sources, number one. And they're going, oh, you just got all this from Dennis Montgomery. You know, he's a We've had conversations about all the people that are being discussed. So what you need to do is just listen and think and let it sit for a bit. Don't make any rash judgments. I mean, I've already made my statements from a long time ago. You just need to pay attention and listen. Fraudster. You know, so you, he's a fraudster. I want you guys to understand just how massive this infiltration is. Just how massive. I'm going, really? I took data and had it validated. I spent millions of dollars with a whole separate team. One of them, which includes Conan and Todd. I'm not saying their last names out there, but they. I'm sure you can find it because... Uh, Josh called them both out. The people that hired at the symposium that were my team, he calls them both out in these in these radio and puts them both at risk. 
Conan was up, he's feeding Dana from up in a room. On the second night, everybody, I said, you know what? There's a poison pill. I was attacked. You stay here in the hotel and you do not give any more data. We were under advisement from the red team leader, which was Phil Water. By the way, the red team, great guys. I mean, they were great, except for this Josh Merritt. We, we don't know why he did what he did. But why don't we play the next tape? All right, here's clip four. But uh, on the overnight after that, at least 10 articles with your name all over I, it. I think that was that was the thing that everyone was talking about was, oh, they had all this stuff pre-staged and ready to go. And so whenever uh, the Times article came out, that's where the the across the spectrum messaging sort of came from. Um, yeah. Now, and, listen, when when we walked out the door, you're on the corner with Waldron, right? And, and right. that's when you were talking and you said the uh, Washington Times guy uh, eavesdropped, right? Yeah. We were 10 minutes away and we literally went to our Airbnb, our house, right? And the Times article hit within 10 minutes after you were talking. That, that was that was pre-staged, dude. That was a huge anomaly there. Yeah, I figured they were waiting to, to try and get somebody cornered. All right, Mike. Now, Brandon, I want to say, everybody, um, if you're just tuning in, everybody, what we have here is uh, these recordings are of Peter Santilla. He's got his own radio Peter Santelli. Show, or Santelli. Santelli. Thank you. Uh -huh. Peter Santelli. And he is he he had he's known this Josh Merritt since 2014. We're going to say a lot of bad things about Josh tonight. We're going to find out. But Josh is giving him stuff in confidence. On a recorded message here, which um, you can record because it's Ohio and and uh, and um, Texas. So those so, are those are states where the law right. says you have to have one person on the line that knows it's being recorded. That, correct? That's cor that's correct. And uh, there's four people in this conversation, and they and uh, these guys. Peter came to me. Sent Santelli. How do you say it? Santelli. 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 Peter came to me and he said, Mike. This is just two days ago, and he and he and, my, and he said, "Mike, I have these recordings." And he said, "I can't let this sit there." He says, "I'm a, I want to help our country," and what he's doing, he says, "I couldn't believe it." He actually went back and he made another recording yesterday when he called Josh up again, and you're going to hear Josh contradict himself to what you just heard right here. There was a meeting, everybody, outside of the um, whoever called it. Actually, it turns out it was called by by a Kurt Weeby. Who's, a, who's another bad guy that former uh, NSA? That I don't, yeah, former. I don't even know, uh, but he was tied in here, and a lot of stuff points to him uh, trying to suppress this. He was in there putting out disinformation in the in the break rooms, in the breakout rooms. But Kurt Weeby and Josh were out by this outside talking to the Washington Times. Now, if you heard him say right there that Phil Waldron was there too, he wasn't. Later on, when he goes to tell it in the second thing, which was yesterday, you're going to hear that record. Phil Waldron was not in that meeting. He came up afterwards. And what Peter is trying to say here is that you could not have made this article this, that went out nationwide and said, Mike's lead, lead guy says all the information is, is bogus. That was the headlines across the country, everybody. Josh did that. Josh Merritt had this set up. Because you could not have done that. You could not have got a story out in time in 10 minutes. That's what Peter's calling him out on, going, this is not possible. And um, 
So, well, but I just want everyone to take note of that because when we. But wasn't Pete that said that Phil Waldron was there, not the other guy? I'm just, I'm just pointing out some information. Pay attention. You do one later on. We catch him in a big lie. So go ahead. All right, clip five. Apparently, Flynn had told Mike about the article, and so everyone got freaked out, and that's why Mike didn't show up. Okay. Yeah. On that, on that and one, they created that cover wait. story of uh, Lindell being attacked, and then them being hacked because that shit didn't happen. I think so Mike Lindell did not get attacked. No, that's a cover story, dude. Okay, right. can you play play that again one more time? Yep. Apparently, Flynn had told Mike about the article, and so everyone got freaked out, and that's why Mike didn't show up. Huh, yeah. And then they created that cover story of uh, Lindell being attacked and then them being hacked because that shit didn't happen. So Mike Lindell did not get attacked? No, that's a cover story, dude. Okay, well, let me tell you. Uh, we have it on video, We have the uh, and we have the attacker, and this guy, Josh, when I heard him say this, I almost came, I'm going, wow, this, this piece right there, this, when I heard this, this is where I knew he's a, he's a traitor to our country because he told four lies there in one sentence. A, General Flynn never called me. He wasn't part of this symposium. I, that is the craziest thing I think I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> he did not call. Um, and number two, um, the guy says, oh, the hat, my attack was made up, and he wasn't there. This Josh was never there, okay, at all, and there were witnesses, and so that's number two. And then he's saying something about the hack never happened, and we're talking about the hack was a hack which was on Frank's speech. How would he know said, that? He's not a part of that company. Yeah, I, he's not a part. He's not a part, but he said... He says in this thing, Frank's speech was never attacked. They did that to our drama for effect the first hour that we were attacked. By the way, we can show in forensics, we have 162 million attacks that day. You're on OAN right now. You ask OAN if we weren't attacked. They, we had feeds. We had four different feeds coming out of there, and they were just attacked. They did not want to us to get the word out, everybody, just like tonight. We are getting the word out. No longer are we going to take this in our country to have our First Amendment rights of free speech violated, which brings up another thing that's going to come up here in a little bit. Uh, when you, in fact, we'll, let, we'll just let it come up because I think it's, uh, it's real important. By the way, if you're just tuning in, everybody, we're, gonna, we're going through a recording of everyone that came out, the articles that came out and said, jo Josh Merritt was ahead of my, like running my supposing, symposium. I didn't meet him till Saturday night at nine o'clock. He was part of a red team that I hired, and he, it turns out that he was uh, uh, he was there to destroy the symposium. And we, we've got a recording from a, a friend of mine, a radio host that um, um, that him and him and his uh, I believe it was his oh he works for Peter, and then it was uh, Josh and his wife. They just trust him. This is just a recording going back and forth. Where, where he incriminates himself, John, Josh incriminates himself. Now, Josh has put a lot of people in danger, including Tina Peters. Tonight, we're going to talk all about Tina Peters, what she has in Colorado. We're going to talk about Dominion, how they're pulling stuff out of machines and covering up. This is the biggest cover-up. They're out there doing it as we speak. 
in different states. And uh, we're going to talk about the Secretary of State, what she's done to people in Colorado. And we're also going to talk about um, um, well, a lot more about uh, Dominion Machines and, and how it, and how Tifa has gotten into the media and how the media is our enemy, a lot of the media, how they're the ones that have controlled and kept us suppressed. So go ahead, Bram. Play right, another tape. Clip six. Yeah, that's why I'm going through these files and sort of reversing exactly what their methodology was and how they came up with numbers. And uh, uh, even their program, I'm looking at the source code of their supposed programs that they were showing Lindell while we were in the room. And I can see how everything was faked and reverse engineered. Huh. Wow. All of it. And this was this is why I wanted to keep Hursty in the room because Hursty, he's legit at what he does. He's a, he's an honest guy. And for those who don't know, Hursty was the 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 basis of the movie, the documentary by HBO Kill Chain. But the reason I put that in there is because Hursty. I also have an article here um, by the Gateway Pundit where Hursty uh, did some fraudulent stuff with the voting machines up in New Hampshire in the audit. So, uh, you know, he, he becomes very suspect here. And so we're investigating that, too. I mean, this article, I'm reading it here. I wish I had time to get it up on the board. But, um, um, you know, it's um, it's very, very suspect of what uh, what he went on. Someone said they're alleging that he backdated um, the the uh, machines or something in uh, that uh, that he did that. That's that's subjective. We're still investigating that. But I just wanted him to say that because it's kind of funny that Josh wanted him around. And and we watched we we have tape of where Josh all went and what he did. And it just just a little suspect. You can go to the next one. All right, clip seven. Okay, well, was Tina's house raided? Yes. By and, another, and another guy who was there, his house got raided too. Yeah. So there was legitimate raids by the Secretary of State, right? Yes, that was correct. But the attack on Lindell, you're saying was false? Correct. How do you know that? Because I was there when that supposedly happened. <laughs> okay. I was in the hotel room the next day whenever... The police escorted him over and he came in so he could go upstairs and go hide. Hey, Mike. So did he file a false oh, uh, a, a police report? I'm just saying that, that, I mean, I would want to look into that, you know, independently, right? I mean, if, the, if there was an attack, I'm sure that police were contacted, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. I, I want to say about that. Um, the first lie he told was that uh, Tina Peters' house was uh, was uh, um, raided. No, it was her office. So this guy, this guy just makes stuff up. It's like it's unreal. Um, if you heard what he said there, he was not. It was eleven thirty at night. I came back with uh, two other couples uh, that we had, we had just done uh, another, a media thing that night. And we got back 1130 to the hotel. Um, he was not there. And then when he says that he was there now, if he says he's there, um, you're talking about when you were attacked, he's saying he was there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says it didn't happen, that it was made up that the police escorted me over and I went and hid upstairs. Well, that's a lie. 
because I didn't. I went to the symposium the next day. I it is true that I went upstairs to bed. It was eleven thirty at night. Eleven thirty at night, everybody. I got upstairs shaken, invisibly shaken, and I couldn't. I heard the one guy's houses got raided with four little kids. I had just got one of the most horrific feelings I've ever had, where I didn't know if he punctured and put something with a needle. When they checked it out, they had to make sure that he didn't puncture me with the needle. It was a move that goes on your arm. By the way, we're going to put the guy's picture up a little later here. We do, we do have his picture. It's a little blurry from the camera, but uh, we are going to put his picture up. And um, another thing, too, is I got up to my room, and now I'm so shaken. And that's when I got a call by Colonel Phil Waldron saying, hey, there's been there's, this uh, – thing has been compromised we think that they're going to put a poison pill into the data and and he, he warned me there after he told me about that i said you know what i called up conan i said i do not want you going over there in the morning it's too dangerous and do not send any more data and he i said do they have enough to go through he said mike they could stay here for three weeks and still have data to go through so that was fine i just didn't i was going to put down the next morning brandon was the china stuff it was all about the China. It was all these uh, specific attacks coming from China. But we, but with that poison pill, what Dr. Colonel Walden told me, you know, he suggested let's not do this. That you know, we have to we have to make a, a decision. And I made that decision. I said, don't send anymore. We've already proved to everyone is for the 2020 election in November, and we already proved that. So that you know that and uh, that this was valid data from the 2020 election. Nobody's arguing that. Nobody. So when I did that, and then and then now, by morning, they knew that it was Josh, that it was Josh involved in all this because that remember that Times article come out, and I I picked him off. I said I want him off. I said he's not allowed in the building. I want him off premises. We uh I you know and uh, I said he you know obviously I can't tell him where he can go out uh, in his hotel or whatever. So I have no idea. Realize I only seen the guy. I think three times. I heard later he was up on my stage. I'll tell you that was that's when I was interviewing with CNN, giving them time for an hour and a half, which turned out to be a good thing if we have the CNN tape because I told CNN on the second day. You know what I told them? I said I am not. Do we have those two tapes? Yes, we got them right in the control room. All right, let's roll them. Roll the first. Yeah, let's roll those. You need two one tapes. second. Roll them back to back. Okay, we'll roll them back to back. He needs just a second. Yeah, but I'm. But I, the reason I want you all to watch these CNN tapes, the morning of the second day, I already knew things were going south. I sat in this Josh Merritt. Whenever I did go in the room, I would argue with him, and I'm going, and everybody's uh, turning, you know, looking to me like, how do you explain this? Well, here, he's the one lying when he's gets stuff. You go, what do you mean? You just got this. And it was just strange what he was doing. I got, you know, he had flew on my plane, lied on my plane, basically, um, you know, I said, you know, I told him what we were going to do, the whole thing. I need to know if the data is from 2020. You're going to see it shortly. And he gets it. It was like walking into a different a different uh, person. It was like I get in there. He's going, um, this uh, this is a, this doesn't show the PCAP, the attack. I go, I said, do you know it took four months for me to validate all that? Are you going to do it in two minutes? I don't know if it's from the 2020 election. And uh, it's just disgusting that he, uh, what he's done to our country. Do we yeah, have our control room is grabbing that clip in the meantime? Let's go to clip eight real quick. Here's clip eight. So they sent you out. Did they think that you that you were an operative? That's why they sent you out. I think they're 
that's the claim that they made. Um, and it's ironic because the lawsuit that they have against Dominion, they have to depend on my statements almost exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> my- <laughs> Right, Mike, I'm like totally with you on that one. Stop, 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 stop. Oh my God, I'm sorry, I had to share that. Stop, stop. Oh, oh my gosh. I love Mike's face right there. He's, man, I can't believe he just said that. Wait, let's play a song for that one. Yeah, okay, so let's continue this. I mean, he says they yeah. have you need him for your lawsuit. True or false? Uh, I have never I had never met this guy in my life until Saturday. This, that Saturday, I believe, whatever it was before the symposium. So, like, I don't know, was it Saturday the 7th or 8th? Um, um, and he, I don't need him. I would never needed him. I don't know why he could even say something like that. It does come up a little later here. On the second day, everybody, as long as we're talking about him, on the second day, he, um, he, I mean, the the judge in in uh, Washington D.C. made one of the worst rulings in history for the United States. He ruled that all of our cases, um, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, my pillow, Mike Lindell, that they could set a precedent now that they that they you can go ahead and they're with these cases that they're going to go they're going to move forward. Well, they need to wait because you know you can't watch how we work. That means our First Amendment right of free speech. We had Alan Dershowitz on in the second day after they did that. What it is horrible, everybody. What it does is it it, uh, it might have been the morning of the third day when it we was the Alan, morning of the third day. Yeah, on Alan Dershowitz. I want to make sure that Alan Duke doesn't fact check me wrong. Um, but we had Alan on, and Alan is so it's you know, and we're we're different sides politically, and he. Uh, and he said, this is that the most important case in history for our First Amendment rights to free speech. But what that judge did, now everyone's going to be afraid to ever say anything on TV. They won't have to worry about Fox because Fox won't have anybody on to talk about issues. But if you did go out somewhere, you couldn't say anything because you could get sued. No, 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 no. Okay, stop. One second. So there's a lot of things that were in the... Um, case uh that were filed against them that were legit like fake news um and it's not their fault they were just reiterating what people were saying right so the problem that i have with it though is that you have to sit there and think about it for just a second they got a lot of people's names into all of these right so i waited for the symposium so that way we can weed out the chaff, right? This is how you weed out the chaff, right? Um, I waited for the time where it was done. And then obviously they were fighting motions to dismiss these cases um, because, you know, things can go wrong. But now, but now that that's settled, 
this comes in. Hold on. Now that that's settled, this comes in. So this is a lawsuit that was filed today. And that's me suing Dominion. And this is one of the lawsuits against Dominion. Now I did it as a verified complaint, which means that they have to um, respond under oath. Oh shoot, what happened? Did that just like go away? Okay. Um, can you guys see it? Okay. So today this is filed um, where I'm, is this not showing if I'm scroll? Oh my gosh, it won't let me scroll what I show. So let me get it to the really good parts. So I'll have to keep snapping it back and forth. That's so crazy. Unless, unless, unless I can do something smarter than that. Um, like that. Let me see. Yeah, I could do that. All right, let's see. All right, so don't show this again. All right, so let me see if I can do that. Um, okay, that one. Here we go. So as you can see here, um, a lawsuit was filed, and this was filed today. Um, and I am suing Dominion for using my affidavit as evidence of defamation. Now, I don't know how people feel about them being, uh, you know, okay with uh, being trashed by Dominion. I am totally against that, right? You can't trash me and get away with it. Now, the media, they can trash you because they're massive. You know, when you're when someone talks shit about you and they're in the media, you can sue them. I mean, look at Project Veritas. Boom, right? You can sue, you can sue, you can sue, and you can get things done. But as long as they have the microphone, you lose that battle, even though you can win in the end. With the loser personalities, right, and personas that think they know best, and they're just like, so, whatever, um, they... Uh, think that they believe that uh, they can get away with things. You can sue them too, right? You can get restraining orders. You could do a lot of things. But when you file something in a court of law that a judge has now declared a valid claim, you are now laying claim that my affidavit is perjury. Wait a minute. So here's how you craft it. I'm not asking him to talk about the shit talk that the news say about me or my lawfare, because it's fucking lawfare, right, um, that went on with me. I'm asking them to talk about my sworn testimony and how my personal knowledge regarding foreign interference through hardware components from companies based in foreign countries. Now, uh, in... Just so you guys know, in the cases like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona, the court never said that my sources, right, were unreliable. The court never mentioned my name. The court never even discussed my testimony. The court 
actually never stated that my testimony is false. But Dominion did. Dominion did so in their lawsuit against Sidney Powell and others. Oh, shoot. Are you kidding? Okay, there I am. So what they did was every single paragraph in my affidavit is sworn testimony given under oath and, and penalty of perjury. Defendants, which is Dominion, use my affidavit as evidence of defamation. That means the defendants, Dominion, libeled and defamed me in a defamation suit against Sidney Powell. That means that the defendants have not disproved, which is true, my allegation in regards to my affidavit. They haven't even disproved a paragraph on it, not even a word, because they can't disprove any paragraph and they have libeled me. Therefore, they, Dominion, declaring that me is guilty of a crime of perjury by portraying it as false information. Therefore, I'm entitled to compensation. Now, I want you to know they're suing Sidney Powell for $1.6 billion. I thought I'd give it a one-up because it's like, if you win on everything else, you're going to pay me an extra. <laughs> so this is it. This is where you ask them to back up their fucking words. If they're allowed to sue Sidney Powell for defamation, damn, I should hell have my time in court so that they can prove that I was lying and that it's not real. They should do that. They should prove that. They can't just say shit like that in court. They can't. And see, this is how you win. You wait to strike. Someone shared something that's so true. I think I talked about it another time. I don't remember if it was on a stereo. No, it was way older than that. You know, when Noah was building his ark, people called them nuts. You're so dumb. You're so this. He didn't have time to fucking talk to losers and tell them, yeah, this is what's up. He just did it. And so I'm not asking him to support their claims of calling me a liar and a fraud. I'm not asking him because they could be like, well, the media said so. So then what? I'm going to go chase Wayphone. No, 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 no. This is not how you win. How you win is, wait a minute, little bitches. I put that shit down. I've sourced every single thing. I have evidence for everything. And I also have some extra. Let's go. You just said I committed perjury. That's against the law. So let's go. Let's go. Everybody gets it. That's fine. No, actually, money that I win will go to help fight other lawsuits. I'm going to give it to, you know, Patriot Lawyers to just do that. Because God will give me what I need. If I need a house, he'll give it to me. I need a car. He already gave me that, right? He gives me everything I need. But <laughs> what people don't get is that you have to be right there. You have to be able to persevere. You have to be able to make sure that mm, things are done correctly. The only way you can get this done is by making sure you're asking the right questions. I don't fucking shoot silver bullets randomly. And by the way, someone in Dallas actually gave me a silver bullet. How awesome is that? I fire with sniper precision. When I'm going to go uh, and it's not like on a go, it's going to be precision. What are they going to come back? She's a known lion fraudster. Wait a minute. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the contents of my affidavit. You just put it out there and said that I committed perjury. Let's go. Let's go. This is how you win. This is how you win.
And how did Dr. Stella Emanuel say it? I am a sniper of God. That's what's up, channeling her. See, the only way that you can get things done is if it's very precise. Where are they going to come back with? Oh, you should dismiss it because free speech? Wait a minute. You just crushed that with your case. Sorry. That's not going to work. Next, what are you going to come back with? What are you going to come back with? Tell me. If you're the bad guy, what do you? I know what they're going to come back with, and I've already mitigated for that one. And it was purposely done so they can use that out. Because then it puts them right where I want them, which I won't give away. But the question is, what is it that they're going to come back with? I want you to think about that for a second. While we take a quick little break and listen to a nice little song, I want you guys to think, all right, so I've just called Dominion to, 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 to cash in their receipts. This is one of many, hint. But I've just told them to... To, 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 to come up and tell me and tell me what it is exactly that I have perjured myself on. So they need to go through every single paragraph and disprove me. I'm going to tell you right now, they can't. They cannot. Because even when it was filed, my affidavit was the only one that was backed up with documents and receipts. Oh, huh. some receipts. I left the calling cards for public information. Keep that in mind. So again, they need to prove their statement. They just said that I perjured myself. Let's go. Always oh, very good at math. Always oh, very good at chess. Except when I'm upset. When I'm upset, I make rational moves. So think about it for a second while we listen to a song. You know, I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to something else. Hold on. Something that inspires the juju juices of, 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 of songs. <laughs> so this one. So I want you guys to think, if you're Dominion, how do you come at me to make this case go away? Okay, so everyone, everyone has been chiming in here, um, telling me what they believe. So there's like some really good stuff. Let's help Dominion because I'm sure they're listening. Let me help you guys because I thought this. See, there's only a few moves on a chess table after a certain point. And once you take the bait and I'm taking your little guys, right? There's only a few moves you can make now. All of them end up with you getting messed up. Here's the deal. I know the one move they're going to make, and I want them to do it. 
because it's going to then put them in exactly the position, which takes it out in less moves. Now, the other things they could do is start trashing me. But in a court of law, that doesn't play really well. You can't say based on this, you need to prove it because I can prove it. So now you need to prove me wrong, right? This is where you need to prove me wrong. Tell me and show me how this is done. Because when they come with things to try to prove me wrong, I will have names. I will have documents from meetings in 2020. I will have documents from meetings in 2019. I will have names and pictures and locations around the world. Fuck with me. This is, this is it. Fuck around and find out. So what you have to be is very, very careful. you got to take it. And you do, do you know how many times I've been wanting to scream? But nope. So another, so that is done. They can't come at me with more defamation because that was lawfare. And I'm already suing the state of North Dakota. Well, we initiated and put them on notice because, uh, you know, apparently we have to notify them, right? Because just so you guys can see how lawfare plays, the attorney general of North Dakota wanted to sue me for fees because he got the fees for district court. He needed fees for Supreme Court. And the judge told him to go fuck himself. Really wish the judge would have let him go forward because it would have been amazing to show just how many judges are corrupt because even the Supreme Court totally, totally sat on his ass and said, even if the court's wrong, you still have to follow rules. And it's like, wait, what? Uh, I'm so freaking confused. So I have lawfare. You're going to use that against me? Go. Are you going to violate Marcy's law? I fucking dare you. Next. Because when you come at me saying things, well, you can prove it with what? Lawfare with the attorney general. So I'm guilty before anything because I had no representation. And when I did, it was far too late. Right. And it was all procedural because remember, those judges can read cases. They're not like the media or random people on the Internet that just looks at, uh, you know, headlines. Okay. So let's move along. So they tried the trashing and the judge is going to be like, well, she's talking about the affidavit. Not anything else, simply her affidavit line by freaking line. Let's go. So they're going to come to have to disprove it. It's not me having to prove it. They have to prove it. They've just put it out there. Prove it. And not only that, I guess they can't even sue Lindell, Byrne, Giuliani, or anybody else until they address my shit. So that's fun. <laughs> Super fun. So they have to address it. They come at me with, with um, you know, uh, whatever the leftist and crazy ass media and Ali Akbar's want to say. Because remember, Ali Akbar, what did he say? Hold on. Let me find that video. He said something. He said that he convinced Lynn, uh, Sidney Powell to remove my case from Georgia, which was a big mistake. Because the majority of my fucking information is about Georgia. <laughs> that's so crazy. Most of my receipts. But that's okay. We could bring that stuff into court. So anyway, so we did the whole let's trash Tory thing. It's not going to work. So what's the next step? A lot of people said they'll pull the national security thing and shut it down. Hold on a second. Why would Dominion, which is a Canadian company, have anything to do with national security and secrets? Why do we have secrets? Hmm? If I find a lawyer in Georgia, I'll file it there as well. Oh, because I have like shit ton of them. I have a lot of these claims. So we're just getting started. It's Monday. So again, what are they going to come with? National security? Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Oh, I see. So what are they going to come up with? What are we going to come up with? 
Anybody know what we're going to come up with? It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Now, let's continue with um, Mike Lindell's. I really want us to watch this and listen to it because it's important. You need to listen to what he's telling you carefully, carefully. We have a lot of other stuff we could talk about, which is obviously, um, you know, the Taliban, but we already talked about that. I already told you what's coming on that one. But yeah. let's go. Let's watch. For anything now, it's it's lawfare gone wild. It's okay. horrific. In that lawsuit, Brandon, we're going to find out that you're going to find out in one of these tapes coming up, this guy, Josh Merritt, admits that that judge made a decision to do that based on Josh Merritt. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's the clips also from CNN. Roll that in the control room. All right given any data at all from the 2020 election, anything useful, anything that would show any sort of fraud? We were not given any kind of raw data which we would even be able to ask to start to look in that. But if, if your stuff is legit, if the data is legit, wouldn't it be better for you to hand it over to as many cyber experts as possible? You know what? I'll give you the answer. Because I've been told that they can go out there and corrupt it and make fake stuff and put fake news out. So I don't need your people to go out and doctor the evidence and put out on Mike Lindell's a conspiracy. But you have been saying for months, media, experts, everybody no, come, see the data. We're showing it right on screen right now. So you can't sit here and do a hit piece when it's on screen right now. To your knowledge, was anything on those screens proof of, of Lindell's claims that the election had been stolen? Based on everything we found, uh, that it's meaningless. There was nothing there you can compare to draw any conclusion. You understand, all I need is for all those experts to say, yep, it's from the 2020 election. But that's, that's not, all that's not proving the election was rigged though, right? Yeah, I have that proof with my people that were bringing the Supreme Court. I don't need the media driving the narrative before my case to the Supreme Court. Do you understand, all I need- Who Hursty is from Kill Jane. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, he was actually one now that went to, uh, he's the one that made the movie where the Democrats warned us of uh, the cyber attack. They warned us of the machines. HBO documentary yeah, kill chain. They, they warned us that there was going to be a cyber attack through the machines and Democrats. the Democratic Party happened to be picked. Uh, but I want to say something. If you wait, you heard what he said there. There's a couple things in this conversation. One is he said there wasn't enough data to draw a conclusion. Uh, but you know what he did conclude is that it's from the 2020 election. It would take months of everyone to die, everyone to dive in. He says, well, why don't you just give it out there to everybody to take home with them? And you know what would happen, Brandon? They would go falsify it. And then it would be a he said, she said, because you can't, you can't change it forensically. If you do, you can find the change easy. Uh, you know, these are with cyber forensic. You can find that it was altered. But who's going to win? The, the false narrative by the media that says, look at Mike Lindell, stop. And then you, and then we're buried again, and that's what. By this was the morning of the second day, and I was already feeling stuff that was going on, and going, you know what? I don't think I'm going to give them stuff all the way, all the way inside, and show stuff where they can destroy the source and all these things. So I gave them everything. They dug in. Huh, I, I don't know a terabyte of information. I think that was released. I don't know all them big words, but all of this stuff that was released, every single one of them. It's from the 2020 election. That's what we wanted to show everybody, that I have it and I do have it. I have all the evidence for the 2020 election, all the PCAP, 37 terabytes of data. 
It's all been validated. Yes, by one of them was Conan. And yes, one of them was Todd. And by the way, remind our audience, you're not using their last names, but remind the audience, anyone new joining us, who those two people are. These were on my team before the symposium. I had different people, cyber forensic experts, white hat hackers, validate evidence came in from four different sources, but one of them I'm going to put right out there. One of them was on January 9th, where I first got, you got everyone's got to realize, on November and December, one of the things that really bothered me, you know, dead people voting, all these other things we heard about. But when I heard that like 20 some thousand non-residents of a state voted and it's, and it's right in there, it's right there. Well, I said to myself, there is no way 20 some thousand people would commit a crime. I knew something was wrong. Maybe they used their names. I knew dead people don't vote. Maybe they use their names. It had to be done by machines. Everything I looked at mathematically on the, in November and December, it had to be done by machines by computers, okay? Then when I got some on January 9th, and it's kind of out of the bag, I got it from Mary Fanning and you, Brandon, calling up the very first piece I ever seen. From that point on, from that point on, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was. But from that point on, people poured in information to me about machines and about uh, packet captures and all this stuff. And just, just to, so the audience knows, why I called you was because I had been briefed on this for weeks and weeks. And I said, I know one guy that has a platform, a voice, and the finances to hire a team to verify information. And that's you right. took it from there and you did your due diligence. Right. And, that's and, that, and that's why I'm bringing it out now. I protected different people. There's other, there's other ones out there too that I got information from, but the ones that they keep attacking is Mary Fanny and Dennis Montgomery. I can tell you right now, Dennis Montgomery, every bit of his stuff is 100% valid because I paid a lot of money to validate it. And I've got it all in my possession now, along with the others. So you know what? Mary Fanning, hero. Brandon House, hero. Dennis Montgomery, hero. And there's a long list of other ones, too, that are heroes. I have it all, everybody. They tried. That's why you hear the name every time something comes up. If they were, if they, if they didn't have anything, why would the media be attacking them? Why would the media be attacking them? Why do you think I was attacked, everybody? Because they know I have it in my possession now. I have everything proven in my possession. This Josh Merritt, Merritt should be ashamed of himself for this country. And I'm telling you, what I told CNN there is I am not going to let what I have out to uh, pass it out to the media and they can sit there and, and alter it. And then that's the narrative we have to fight for the next couple months. We're taking all this data, just like I said before the symposium, we're bringing it to the Supreme Court as a court as a quo warranto. We're getting states involved now. So many states, there were 50 states there. All it takes is the attorney generals with all the stuff that's going on. They're all going to do, be doing their own ground audits. They're all going to be the plaintiffs. We're going to have, I, I'm hoping we have 50 plaintiffs, attorney generals going to the Supreme Court because this is an attack on our country, everybody. We lose everything. Huh. So all of you are paying attention. I'm going to tell you, we talked about military strategy before, right? Let me just let him finish up this thought and a little more, and then we'll get into some military strategy because we talked about a few, but I'm about to show you the really good one. Um, the really, really good one, right? 
It's about how you win a battle when I've always said it's how do you take down? We saw it. How do you get, take a tank down from the inside, right? Well, how do you get to the inside without being on the inside? It's called magic. Everything's gone. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. Remember, I'm Jimmy Kimmel. I'm going to say it again. He asked me if the shoe was on the other foot, Mike, would you uh, would you still do it if your friend Donald Trump was put was put in? I said 100% I would because we don't have an election again with these machines and, and the computers. It's over. And then, you know what, Brandon? And right after that, the Washington Post came out to Minnesota and they went around and questioned any acquaintance of mine. People that they, they probably picked question people that didn't even like me but now every single one of them they said would mike really do it if his if got put in and they attacked the attack went the other way and every one of them said yes he would because that's who he is that's who i am that's why i don't have to go on and make up stuff like this josh which you're going to see different lies caught here is because the truth still set you free I, I tell the truth so I don't have to remember what I said. When I got attacked on Jimmy Kimmel, I don't have to remember what I said. He asked me some really hard questions. Uh, do you believe in Bigfoot? Uh, no, I haven't seen one. So, But if I did, I might think about it. I don't know. Who cares about that, Jimmy? You know. But he starts attacking my, you know, my uh, being an ex-crack addict and my LindellRecoveryNetwork.org. By the way, if you're out there, if anybody out there is hurting, if you, you know, in the last year and a half, one in four of our youth have, have thought of suicide. They've turned to addiction. This administration, whatever's there, whatever that is, have opened up the borders for fentanyl. People are dying. They have, they feel terrible inside. Go to lindellrecoverynetwork.org. It's free. It's free. If you're out there and you're watching right now and you know a loved one or anyone you know that's in addiction, send them there. It's free. I put all the money in. I put millions of dollars into it. That's where my... Originally, before I got involved in all this, I, I was going to be an evangelist out there trying to you know, bring people to Jesus and, and bring, get them off drugs and get them off addiction. And But you know what? This is, this is uh, we don't have anything if we don't solve this 2020 election and, and get this Supreme Court. Why don't we? Like, Let's go to clip nine. We're running out of time. Here's clip yep, nine. Big question. You ready? Because I think this is, this is a critical moment here. Who, who called the meeting outside on the corner where the Washington Times guy eavesdropped? Was that Waldron that called it out on the corner? Because the, no. the, the reason why that's critical to me is because within 10 minutes after we left there, we literally arrived, the article hit. It's almost physically impossible to draft an article like that with quotations uh, without it being pre-planned. It was, it was Kurt Weeb. So, okay, so Kurt Weeb. Uh, called the meeting, you went out on the corner, and that's when the Washington Times guy was listening in. Right. He comes walking up. He didn't have any press creds, any stuff like that. And, like, as he walked off, he said, oh, by the way, I'm going to put this in an article. I was like, what? And, like, he didn't even tell me he was a reporter until the very end of it. And I called the dude. I called the dude afterward. Right. Let me say about that. You heard him say, now, Kurt Weeby called that, or, or called that meeting. Called Josh out there. Now, if you even if you believe Josh that that he was called out by him, whether he was or wasn't, Kurt Weeby was in there. Did you guys see how Pete Santilli tried to constantly throw Phil Waldron under the bus? Compromising this whole thing, trying to say that there was disinformation that it came from Dennis Montgomery and he was there spilling stuff. 
So whether he colluded with Josh to this this article in, in Times because it came out, everybody it came out. Um, Mike's red team leader, um, Josh Merritt, just all of this stuff is disinformation. And this almost, you know, that what they did there, number one, Josh said, I didn't know him from the man on the moon. Josh came in on Saturday night at three o'clock with a bunch of other ones in this red team that I hired. Remember, these are there's a lot of great people on that red team. Don't get me wrong. These are hard. They were they worked hard to, to help the symposium to dig in and make sure that everything was valid, everything was good. And then you had my own team, everybody. Remember, I have my own team that has validated this for five months. We've worked a night and day for 18 hours a day. People like Conan and uh, and and Dennis Montgomery working working to extrapolate to extrapolate the raw data into the data. We did help him do this part into data to show you how many what the states were that flipped all this stuff. This is all real. I have validated everything with multiple sources, and I've got the data from multiple sources. This is what everybody needs to realize. A packet capture in data, if you capture it, it's the same. If you capture the same flip or the same the same stream, it's the same information. So, uh, you know, Maricopa County, open up those pack, open up those routers, and you're going to see everything's identical. Everything, everybody. And uh, at this symposium, which we're going to put up online all three days, we're going to show you how, how the, uh, what a packet capture is. We did mock elections there to really educate everybody what they did to our country, how they did it through the Internet, how they did it. Everything was online. They're lying. And all the machines, that we don't just want to pick on Dominion, and that they were criminals. The other ones were too, Smartmatic, ESNS, Hart. The big criminal is China coming over here and taking our country. Go ahead and play the next one, Brand. You gotta, you gotta th think about this, okay? Like whoever called the meeting out on the corner, uh, all the reporter had to do was record some sort of audio in the background so that he could produce the report. But it sounds like that article was pre-written, ready to go. Oh, yeah. uh, and there's, there's no way, and we know how to like post an article. There's no way you can prepare an article like that after the effect within ten minutes. It's physically impossible. Right. Well, and. Uh, we was going into the breakout rooms where all the cyber guys were yeah. and he was gaining information from them. And then he was telling that reporter a lot of stuff before I even got a chance to talk to him because there's quotes from Colonel Waldron as well as uh, Weeb in that article. And so it wasn't just what I was saying. He knew what I would, uh, Waldron said he knew what all the guys inside the cyber rooms knew because I would we, there was even a guy inside the cyber room on the first day when I went in and I told them no this information is bogus we all saw it was bogus and we told Lindell that it was bogus okay Mike yeah I'll tell you what did you hear what he said there he went in on the first morning and told everyone in that room that the information was bogus now remember my team Conan my team member Conan had nothing to do with that red team and the other thing. It was my team. He was the one sending down. I'm going, okay, let's send him down all this. Uh, all the. Uh, it was like a, a stream of information from the election going, here, let's give him all this. So he went in there, Josh went in there and said that it was bogus before, they, I don't know, maybe even before they got the information. This is just horrible what he did. And this article was a setup. They went in there, this Kurt Wiebe, um, Josh, I don't know who had anything to do with it, but 
they certainly they collaborate with the guy and then all of a sudden the article comes out which was impossible unless unless it was pre-written you know and so go to the next one yeah did, did you tell anybody that you spoke to washington times after that article was published no they knew about it as soon as it hit so yeah so, mm -hmm. did, was that did that violate your nda most likely probably wow yeah again the nda for yeah we had an nda on all the agreement Right, we had an NDA on all these guys, so they wouldn't do just that, try and lie about the information to the press. Josh signed an NDA. You just heard him right there. Most likely, he didn't care. He wants to ruin our country. Go to the next one. It's just disgusting. So I have a question for you. This is Deb. Yeah. Especially, yes. listen, I mean, when all of this blew up, first of all, I was like super shocked to see you walking around on the floor and things like that, you know? When a couple, I think it was two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we were all talking and you said, you told Pete and I two weeks ago before the fact that, that the PCAPs were shit. There were none. And you told us there were none and that you and your team were already splitting up the 5 million. You were laughing. Okay. Because, but, but the point is, is that you went into that already knowing that there were no PCAPs because you told Pete and I that, right? Yep, yep. So, how'd you get that information? Because we were already be giving, they were giving us the precursor information to look over. Yeah. And it was the same pieces of information over and over up until when Conan arrived Monday night at about nine o'clock. Okay, let me tell you, everybody, the lie there. The, I did not give any information and I gave no PCAPs. I didn't give even any information until Saturday night. At 9 p.m., not two weeks prior that he's telling these his friend and uh, and uh, Miguel Eskin that works for Pete that was Deb. Um, so these uh, he out and out lied. He it's almost like now you got to say did he sabotage this to try and get five million dollars or did he just hate our country? You know I I don't know here. I am this is disgusting what he did and almost got away with. Almost got away with. Thanks for Pete for you know for for this guy for coming forward with this and saying, "Hey, I care about my country, and I want the truth to come out." And then and then Pete told me stuff ah. that goes all the way back to 2014 with this Josh. We heard a lot of stuff about Josh since then. Um, people asked, "Well, how did he get on the red team?" Well, there was a um, he got, he was chosen on the red team, but one of the guys probably should have warned because he knew he got fired for something two two years earlier. And then he, and then it's going to come up shortly here how he lied when on a, on a thing with Sidney Powell, so some of her information got discredited, and that's going to come up in a little bit. But why don't we go to the next okay. one here? In other words, in other words, he lied and said I gave him information two weeks prior. I didn't give him anything two weeks prior of PCAPs. Okay, and before we play the next clip again, we apologize for not being able to get that best word out of there. Here's clip thirteen. So here's here was the statement that I that I made to somebody who asked me, okay, and it's the source, and I can't, I'm not going to tell you who asked me the question, but they said, "Can you vouch for him?" And I said, "Look, at this point, I can tell you that he's always been straight up with us. I can't vouch for him. Neither can I. Neither can I say that he's done anything terrible here. You know why? Because I don't know. I don't know." I don't know the story. I don't know what unfolded back there. I have no idea. I said, I can't tell you that two weeks ago, he had already decided that there were no PCAPs. 
So here's what I told Pete. I said, look, if, if Spider went in there knowing that there were no PCAPs already and didn't tell Mike Lindell, he did not, if he did not tell Mike Lindell that there were no PCAPs. That wouldn't be cool. I said, that would be awful. That would be terrible. But you're telling us that he or that Mike Lindell already knew. Yes, we all told him. Kurt Olson even told him that he needed we i argued with him on the plane about it uh we landed we went through the information we had met in our room in in the the conference room in the hotel and had laid out the evidence of how we found that it was bogus information we told him over and over and over again up until tuesday morning before it started directly to mike you told mike directly to his face and he threw a temper tantrum constantly wow that no, I've seen the information. I know it's true. Thank. Well, uh, part of that's true. I uh, call it a temper tantrum. Um, when I got in that room and I got this guy named Josh Merritt there saying, uh, "You don't have anything here. It's not valid." He just had one small piece. I didn't bring it all, Brandon. I told you that I had a kid. It's in a box right now in a storage facility. I, we have the key to it. I have one other person knows where the key at. We have a copy. We have that validated. There's two other people that have that key. We have copies of copies and then the original. Well, I'm just going to say this. Not everything that you're hearing is completely accurate, right? You have to appreciate that. This is information warfare. But I can say that not everything Josh said is wrong. And not everything Mike Lindell is saying is wrong but they all have their own truths. What is the naked truth? You got to take pieces. It's going to all come to fruition, but I want you guys to be able to discern that. Well, the piece that we brought, I, I it was kind of like a test. I didn't trust, I didn't know any of these guys. So all of a sudden you got one guy in the room that, that is kind of driving this narrative and you were just on my plane and you're telling me that I, what I spent for five months is invalid? I'm going, is it from the 2020 election? Tell me that. Can you say it's not from the 2020 election? Yeah, well, where did it come from? Where's your PCAP? Where's this? I mean, this guy scared me. And I'm going, you know what? I'm not, they wanted me to stop the symposium, Brandon. They wanted to just stop it. That was their whole objective, I believe, that Josh's was. And uh, he got other people in the room to believe it. And realize he's, uh, then when uh, later, when we finally, um, I went up to my guy, to Conan, and I brought him down that the hex data that we have rolling, that we have rolling, that even the Facebook fact checkers, Martin said, I said, is this from the 2020 election? He said, yes. He said, you'd have to go back to probably validate it more. But he said, it looks like it is. So then I bring it down there and two other people on the red team and, um, and uh, two other people and Dr. Frank, he was in the room too. They look at this. I said, I said, why don't we, you know, what about this? I said, what is he? I, every time I bring something down, Josh would say there's nothing. I don't know if he either lied or or he, I, I don't know what he did between his. Now, he says that you're going to find out later that he took data from us. He took a hard drive from us. So I don't know where that's at. All I know is I knew what I had upstairs with my guys, and I knew what I was going to sit downstairs and send to everybody's computer so that it could be controlled so that people don't, you know, um, CNN doesn't take everything home with them and then put doctor it and put fake news out there. This case is too important to the Supreme Court, to our country. 
All I knew it was, uh, was them. The, the challenge was prove this is not valid data from the 2020 election. You know how excited people were? Why don't we show this is a good time if you can find that guy that sent that tape in. Yeah. Um, he sent in a thing that I'm getting from all over the country, if you can find that. But otherwise, we can go to number three if the, if the control Let's go to number 14, and we'll come back and play that so the control room can get ready. Here's clip 14. Okay. Okay. And their control mechanism to control the guys from being able to get a grasp of all of the information was that they were slowing down the Internet so they couldn't download it fast enough to be able to look through it all. Wow. Huh. Because the person who controlled the hard drive that was sharing the information for all the people in the breakout rooms was the same guy who gave us the fraudulent information. It was Conan. Now, Jeez, <laughs> did you? Uh, and you got everything documented, or you're just doing this from a memory dump? Uh, no, I, I've typed it all out, so I knew my timelines. Yeah, uh, just contemporaneous notes. Sure. And I kept uh, all of the files that we were given, so I have all of the the files. Uh, that were given to us by uh, Conan uh, is what they called were PCAPs. Yeah, wow. All right, so he says he kept kept files, Mike. Yeah, that comes up in the next tape, too, that we did yesterday. But, um, you know, one of the things he said there was that we slowed down the Internet to slow the flow of data coming to them. Are you listening to what he's saying or that they couldn't open it fast enough? That facility had what I... They have all kinds of conferences there. The internet was fine, wasn't we it? Tested we, the internet. we tested the internet by going to, you know, speedtest.net multiple times. It was the fastest internet upload, download of any building we had ever been in. And that, and that is a fact. That's What's one that? of the reasons when I vetted that building. Yeah. Why it's faster than our studio. It's faster than our studios. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, our whole team was blown away just on the TV production side, right. how fast it was. Right. And, and, and you can see there's, remember everybody, there's stuff I cut out around that because he swears so bad and his wife swears so bad. Remember, this is a, this is a, anyone tuning in, this is Peter Santilli and Josh Meredith. Josh is the one that came out and tried to discredit the whole symposium. He was part of the red team. Great team other than him, what he did, why he did it. We, you'll have to explain that to the country. And then there was a Deb who also worked for Peter. And then there was... Now, we couldn't put Josh's wife, her, on there because every other word was a swear word. It was horrific, and we've had, we had to do a lot of editing. Uh, we probably, when this, uh, when this gets out, because I believe we are going to press charges against uh, Josh. I'm talking to our attorneys now, what he's done. He's got stuff. I don't believe he was he's for sure violated NDA. He's done so many things that I think are criminal here. And um, But we would we have this whole thing in its entirety to a uh, can we show that? I want to show everybody what we've been getting from around the country. All right, let's go to this cyber guy control room. This is an unbiased, honest review of the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium by a certified technical expert, me. That's right. I don't expect a lot of you to know this, but I'm a certified technical expert. That's what I do for a living. So with that technical background and all three days of watching Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium, I can tell you what's real and what's BS. The things I didn't like about the symposium is that there was a lot of gray area. A lot of the time, Mike said that he was going to expose big things, and then he would end up just putting up numbers like this. I understand that a lot of the numbers that they're getting is from their data pool, but the data pool does matter. There was a rumor going around that Mike got a lot of this data from a known con artist, but that has yet to be seen. And additionally, a lot of the cyber experts, including myself, from what we could see from the data, it definitely looked 
like legitimate data. The biggest key thing he did was bring together all of these people and discuss ways in which the United States may have been hacked. The final verdict is, yeah, we were probably hacked by China. The hardware and the software kind of prove it. And we should be thanking this guy. This is an unbiased, honest review of the mic. Well, and thanks. And this is the support I'm getting around the country. And I just want, one of the reasons I want to come on tonight, I don't want anyone to think that I held anything back uh, that I, that, wasn't on purpose. I had when they told me there was a poison pill that on the third day on Thursday we were dumping all these direct attacks from China. Those got held back. Maybe in the future we'll put you know we will put all this out there, but it, we'll have to do that at a time when maybe maybe we'll someday you'll all get to see it. But this needs to get to the Supreme Court. I've already validated all. I had it validated going in. What I really needed there was everyone to say it was valid data from the 2020 election. And there isn't anybody that came out of that room or out of those rooms that cannot say that. Okay. Um, so, Brandon, go to the next Here's clip 15. I'm just curious if, if Lindell, because he's literally got a $300 million company. He's got a lot on the line and it's collapsing. Did, did, was yeah. he lawyered up to? Was he getting legal advice to navigate through this? Yes. Kurt Weed is his attorney. He was in the room. Kurt Weave kept telling him, no, the guys looked at it and the information was false. And he wasn't even listening to Kurt. Oh, boy. Okay. He's still going. All right, now it's over. But first of all, he doesn't even have the name of your attorney right. No, he doesn't have the name of any of my attorneys right. Kurt Weeby is the guy that's with him. He calls him Weeb. Those guys were the ones who were running around putting disinformation out there. And you can tie a... Uh, Remember, you can tile this back that they, there, this was an attack on Dennis Montgomery where about two weeks ago. And this Larry Johnson and this Mike Zulo, they've been going around the country every time. You know, Mike Lindell, I never said I got this from Dennis back in the day. I didn't, I wouldn't reveal any of my multiple sources. But now that they keep attacking him, I'm sick of it. Yes, this, some of this comes from Dennis Montgomery, but it's 100% valid. Yes, Mary Fanning, that's the stuff she put out, 100% valid. And they can go back and say, well, Mary Fanning had this thing from when we did absolute proof. We purposely took off things off of the, off, I don't know what they're called, uh, the computer IDs or the MAC addresses, so people wouldn't go out there and destroy them like Dominion is doing right now to our country. They're going around to machines that are supposed to be there for 22 months, and they're going this. We have, we have don't worry, we got it. Because see, the thing is about people that are corrupt, right, is that they always, they always um, try to mitigate their situation. And you have to know that you can't touch them when they're in control. They have control of the machines. They have control of the government. The government is actually controlling that. <laughs> and again, you're going to see how it comes out. They're focusing on the wrong way. You know that they're connected to the internet when you take one of the components out. It's fact. They said it themselves. They connect. You don't need to prove it when they said it themselves. For some reason, we're on the defense. So let me show you. Maybe it's because I was so excited when I joined the Navy and, you know, I kind of felt like I was going to be, you know, a sailor. I wanted to show you guys a war strategy. Just happens to have my, um, my um, title. But what you need to understand, oh, you know, what is it? Someone said something to me the other day. They said, damn, I would hate to cross you, T. And I said, 
but that's the best strategy. And so I thought about it and I've been thinking about it all day because we've been talking more strategies, but I'll explain it to you in real life uh, application of how you're seeing it play out now with no ships. But take a listen to this walkthrough of how this warfare tactic works. Oh, there's no audio. Okay, so the tactic was used by the Japanese. Actually, it was used by the Greeks before that. Uh, a lot of people have been studying warfare for many years. Lots of documents have told you history is not the way it is. There are documents that are not readily accessible where this strategy was uh, documented from Alexander the Great. <laughs> See, any great general, any great admiral studies all. Now, a lot of people don't talk about his naval attacks, but crossing the T is one of the biggest attacks that someone can have when you come head to head with someone else's Navy. So when you're standing across from each other, it's one of the biggest attacks. So how do you accomplish such a wonderful attack? Well, when you have your ships and back then they were powered too, you just don't know it. Let's just say they were man powered. Okay. Um, you had guns, cannons, Greek fire, right? Um, and all the guns, you can't put them on the front. They're always on your sides, right? You can put a gun in the front. Now with the trebuchets that they would use with Greek fire, obviously you can only have one of those um, facing forward because they were so heavy. So you would always have them in the middle of the ship. So considering that most of your firepower is on the sides is not and not on the fronts or the back, you're, you're limited on your attack strategy. Now one will say, well, what does that have to do with ships? Well, pay attention. It's very important to understand the caliber of weaponry one might have. So let's pretend you're in a line and you're coming into enemy territory in uncharted waters, which we are in right now, right? And you're seeing their ships. How do you take them out? You have to go behind them. You can't go through them. They'll annihilate you. You can't jump over your ship. You can't go under, you're not a submarine. So you got to go past them. How do you do it successfully? You Listen to this. You are going to take fire, but it won't be fire that may take you out completely. So what happens is you have limited, uh, you know, abilities to target when you're coming and charging at their lines and you're outflanking. You got to be quick. So what you got to do is in this case, you got to come out with all their information straight out. So that way you jump the gun behind the enemy line and said, I just called you out, pants are down. Now, while you're running behind enemy lines with all this information, they're shooting at you. But they can't shoot that fast because, as you can see, they only have guns here, here. So if my ships are there and they're facing me and I start running away, crossing the T, I come out behind them. By the time these guys that have limited rotation shoot, they can't do much. I mean, you have sideways things. They could probably hit me, but how much are you going to get when I'm running around this way? See, this is one of the most effective strategies, but you have to come on hard and fast, and you have to be faster than them. You have to dump it faster than them because if you get faster push on the information, you win. So let me show you how they set it up. So here's the T. Here's a ship. It's facing you, right? Because you're passing it, right? And you have to cross that T. These can only shoot so much. They can't fully go. So it's going to use all of 
this power, but this ship, which is me, will start shooting all of it. Look at me, I'm attacking you. Look at me, I'm attacking you. What happens is though, by the time you flank them and they realize to turn around and sequester, they've lost the game. So I guess they cross T a lot. So since they, they couldn't come quickly, they only went for laser focus, which was character, while the whole load passed behind the lines. So I guess, you know, that was the strategy when coming forward with all that information. You come by with all this information and you let them hit you where they can. You come hard and fast, hard and fast. Now, it's not my choice and it's not my uh, job to decide how God wants to work, right? He does as he wants. The bottom line here is they lost. They now have to answer all the questions in my affidavit. Every single one, not one, right? Not one. Every single one. Every single question that they have posed, they need to address. So I committed perjury. Let's go through this. Let's, let's go through it kind of nicely, very nicely, in a very um, exciting way. <laughs> Let's go through this. Hold on. Let me get, make sure that I get this done correctly. Let's see if I can get that done correctly. Let's see. Um, share. Let's go through my affidavit together. I mean, it's going to sound like you're listening to the symposium, but whatever. All right, let's see. All right, make that big. So here's where I just say I'm over 21, what I've done, my formal training, this, correct, correct. So here, well-versed because of my assignments in the HAVAC, like whatever. On or about October 2017, I had reached out to U.S. Senate Majority Leader with an affidavit claiming that our elections in 2017 may be null and void due to lack of EAC certification. In fact, Senator Wyden sent a letter to Jack Cobb on October 31st, 2017, advising discreetly, pointing out the importance of being certified. EAC had issued a certificate to them. It had expired. So I'll tell you what, none of them were certified correctly. Wyden took the bait when he saw it and he approached pro V and V and said, yo, you got to be certified. What are you doing? And he sent them that letter on October 31st because his accreditation had lapsed. So let's see how they're going to answer that question and how this congressionally passed law means fuck all. Let's move along again. Here we go with the certifications, right? And how, as you can see here, they get a one-year validation. How did you get one year when they're supposed to be all like this? Not only that, the accreditation manual says different. Now, with all these states that we're questioning, because I have all 50 states, I have this whole document. Think of it this way. This tells you what is approved and what is not approved in your state in regarding certification. <laughs> George is really interesting because that's where the goods are. So here we go, where I'm talking about these accredited labs that don't have any uh, up-to-date uh, EAC certification, because the most important part of that is they check COTS, right? 
cots and off-the-shelf components, modems, software that is on those modems, uh, software on anything. They're just cheaper, so people use them. So I show this. So you see, all of this shit is sourced. I got testimony from Jack Cobb in 2009, all linked up. It's not like I sat there and just set it out my tush. Key issue that most of the cots used by election, that's Dominion, ESS, Heart Inner Civic, Smartmatic, and others. All of them are the problem is my point, okay? So again, talking about how they get hacked. Ooh, Chinese manufacturers like Huawei. And then I showed Akamai Technologies. Now this is where it gets a little bit weird. So one thing that we need to understand is China. And Chinese link cloud services work with Seidel. Seidel works with all of them. Akamai has bought Unicom. Akamai is Chinese. Well, obviously, they're not also going to tell you that they also have had a Chinese office. In addition to that, I just wanted to source out that when you have your... <laughs> here's the caps. You should be finding this address from 2018 where they are a <laughs> just pointing out just pointing out some stuff. So here, the networking thing where you see Akamai, I uh, put that network out to show how Michigan.gov was going through certain hubs, just showing it, just paying attention to that. No big deal. Uh, showed how and what, how. These are all verified thing. Michigan's government site is thump off Akamai technology, which is housed on a foreign server in freaking Germany. Like I pointed out all evidence. I'm not just saying things. I'm showing it. Uh, see, there's a lot of links, as you can see here, like making it the provider of the highest number of participating states, talking about CIDL programs, right? Everything is cited. There's nothing you can debunk in here. Nothing except if you don't like my math, but if you're a mathematician, you'd be like, yo, that's simple algebra. So then we go back to talking algorithms. Rather than me show them the algorithm, because we're just going to point to the person during the hearings that actually knows this algorithm. Well, the master key to the trapdoor, right? I'm showing that around the world, the problem that we have, and these are elections, right? Obviously, I'm talking more on the technical point, how they do it, how the scripts are done, right? What a trapdoor is, the crypto tech term. Here's my math showing you how they steal votes, right? But the problem that you have is that you can't prove that they're cheating, but you can't prove that they're not cheating. So in essence, what they're telling you is that you need to just accept and trust them right? So what we need is the ultimate master key, the keystone to all this stuff, right? And so zero proof of integrity of the vote. At the end of the day, no matter what, if you cannot prove that those votes are solid and that there is no frog, then you cannot be trusted. I'm not just going to trust some guy because he apparently started shopping to buy a violin, yet the company that's checking his source code is, is owned by the same company. Like, it's like checking myself. I'm not going to tell on myself. It's a perfect three-card Monty. <laughs> so obviously we show where this stall happened 
for the algorithm adjustment. And that was to buy times, but we saw this before. I have seen the same action before. And I know that there are government records for this action before a few times right here, deleted key files right here. They complained about it. Oh, guess who they blamed Russia. So again, it was so weird that in some states, some certifications were given less than 30 days before the elections. Here's some of the stuff they have in their machines. Modems. What do modems do? Let me guess. They just sit there and look pretty, right? Okay. So this is the problem that we're having. We cannot target, right? There's no way we can target the IPs because we should have had that anyway. And the modems, they auto erase on their own. I have a sworn statement from Patrick Berge that clearly states that, and he's an expert in those things. If you don't have them within a week or two, max a month, those override themselves by themselves. Now there is recorded data within the systems if they're locked in, but like Mike Lindell said, they've been deleting that stuff or replanting information, which makes it uh, unverifiable, pretty simple. So why are we chasing something that we know they did to prove that they did it? You can't prove that they didn't and you can't prove that they did. Therefore, you know, you just have to sit there and what, accept it? No. And this is the same thing. Gems deployed all machines, taken, contractor, Tampa. Look, everything is in there. <laughs> Look at that. So weird. I just threw that in there for a minute. But as you can see here, I'm showing that there's Akamai technology portals. I was posting this on Twitter. And the fact that Twitter deleted my Twitter account means that um, they destroyed evidence, which we can get back, of course, because I was showing that printers and phones were allowing me to connect to different government databases. So let's keep going. Akamai Technologies. Look at this. Akamai Technologies. Locations around the world. Akamai Technologies has locations in China. Akamai Technologies has locations in Iran. Akamai Technologies merged with Unicom, which is Chinese Telecom, in 2018. Akamai Technologies house all state.gov information in Germany via Talia AB. This is fact. The EAC failed to abide standards. The IG and the EAC failed to address complaints. The, these are the people you need to hold accountable. This is it. Plain and simple. All cited and sourced. There is no, this is their actual data. Their actual data where 23,000 residents of the Department of Corrections of Prison in that state only requested absentee ballots. How do we get male and female from one? Like, what kind of prison is this with 23,000 people? That's an insane amount of people in one place. So, again, this is what they have to disprove, okay? This is what needs to be disproved. You can't sit there and call someone a perjurer if you can't prove that they committed perjury, see everything that I put in there is nicely sourced. This is why the judges skipped over my shit, right? They could go to someone that said, well, I thought I saw a bag or I'm an expert at this. And I did this and I did that. I didn't say any of that. I said, I know of this. I did this in my work. This is how it happened. Didn't make any radical claims, right? I just put it straight fat, laser focus, focus on the machines, 
Focus on their certification. Focus on the fact that you can't prove they cheated. You can't prove they did it because they won't let you look inside. And when they say, well, that's not true. I have thousands, global papers that have said the same damn thing. All PhDs. You trying to say they're all stupid? I mean, let's just get that right. You have to be laser focused on things that you cannot dispute. Everything right now is a fog of war. People like Mike Lindell are incredible. He has so much faith and wants people to be right. He wants people next to him to be good. He cannot accept the evil that is around him that he is purporting. Okay. This is the problem because you can't see the evil. One should say, if he's so good, then why is he being compromised? This is the devil's work. Okay. This is the devil's work. I mean, I had the devil around my ankles and I had no idea. So at the end of the day, do not, you know, attack Mike Lindell for making statements or saying things, right? Happy birthday, Texas nurse patriot. Do not attack him. He's saying things that he believes are true because he's a good man. And you know what? He makes me feel bad because I cuss a lot. So I kind of feel bad. <laughs> Maybe I could try to rein, rein that in a little bit because the way he's like, he doesn't even like the S word. I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should try to do that. But then it's like, that's totally, I'm so angry that I can't control that part of me because I have rage. So um, <laughs> maybe I'll try. But fucking tomorrow, okay? Not today. Today is a victory lap. Um, but it is so sad, okay? It's so sad, really, really sad to see you know, uh, people exposing themselves. I mean, how, Pete Santilli knew this guy in 2014. They were chummy. And, and the one thing that I saw was that he kept trying to throw in Colonel Waldron. Didn't he be on the corner? Wasn't he the one that called the interview? It's like he was fixated on getting Colonel Waldron boxed in. Did you guys see that? This is how you see how they operate. You see where their target was. And the other guy wasn't. Now, I'm not going to say everything he said was false but I'm not going to say everything he said was true. Everybody has their own truth. And this is why we need to focus on hard evidence. And the hard evidence is those machines are bunk. We can't trust them. That's it. You cannot trust those machines. And no matter what anyone says, I don't care. When I saw people talking about Venezuela, you've heard me say it many times. Like who the, of course it was code monkey. And it's like, I think you guys were there when me and Patrick had a show together and he was like, he had pushed to ban those machines. Those machines that he happened to push to remove from Florida were the ones that we sold to Venezuela. They had nothing to do with the elections here. Yes, they had the predecessor of the software, which is not scorecard and hammer. Those are used for completely different things. And I can't even believe someone even eats that up. It drives me insane. It drives me insane. It's like one was used to disseminate information. The other one was used to collect information. You didn't use that for the machines. Stop, stop, like stop. But you can't 
you got to let everyone see it themselves because no matter how much you screech and how much you scream, you're the one that looks nuts because you're pissed off. So you'll still scream and kick, right? I do that. I, I don't care. What are they going to say? You're screaming and kicking. It's because I'm right. But now it comes out different. You know, this is where it's coming out different. Now we have them to prove anything in there is false. They've already said that I committed perjury by filing that as evidence of fraud or defamation. This is where it gets fun because it's one thing when you have a tool like the Washington Post who are paid propaganda and military industrial complex, right? And it's another for another. And the reason that I'm telling you this is because it's just been filed. So the only way that they can stop what's coming is by taking me out. And that's not going to happen. It's totally not. Because they can't touch me. And so, and so, and so. Um, this is how you fix things. You can't dance on the devil's turf. You can't do that. You need to get the dancing shoes to come to you. And the only way you do it is to wait. You wait. It's kind of like uh, for those of you that shoot guns, you know how that goes. You kind of like wait and you and you see and you try to understand um, when the right time to strike is, right? That's how you that's how you work. If you don't wait for the right moment to strike, then you lose. Hold on. Let me see. I think there's a, a clip for that. Hold on. Um, hold on. Okay. Is it this one? Okay. This is a pretty cool one. It has to do with guns. So sniper fire. How do you do that? The only way you do it is that you watch, you wait until it's the right time. Long range rifle shooting. This is long range, right? It's been a while, right? It's been a minute since I went down there and said whatever. It's been a minute. So it's kind of the same. Take a watch. So far we've talked about how to use your equipment and how to set up your equipment. But now we're gonna talk about one of the biggest factors to shooting, you. Hi, I'm Ryan Kleckner of the National Shooting Sports Foundation. In this video, we're gonna cover the fundamentals of shooting properly. They're actually quite simple. You see, no matter what position you're in, you need to get as stable as possible. If you're lucky enough to be able to be in the prone position, you can do this with bipod legs in the front of your rifle and a sand sock in the back, or you can shoot like me. I like to shoot off of a bag. Bipod legs are handy, but on different platforms, whether they be shooting off of the table at your local range or off of the ground, the rifle can bounce differently off the ground and give you different results. Also with the bag, I like to have all my equipment here and easily accessible, so it's nice to have it right in front of me. If I wanna get in this position, the rifle sits on the bag in the front, I can use the sand sock in the back, I can nestle it down into my bag and I can be nice and stable. Now, once I have a, the most stable platform I can get in the position that I'm in, I need to worry about sight alignment and sight picture. So think of it this way. I'm, I'm on my, I'm laying down. They've taken me down. I'm down there. I may not have a table. I may not have anything because I don't. <laughs> we were I don't even want to get into it because then people say other things and I, and I loathe it. I just put it out to God, but there are difficulties, right? And you just have to find and do with what you have, right? To get yourself aligned properly. You set up your scope properly to your rifle. You should be able to rest and relax completely on your rifle in the stable position. 
and you should be able to look through the scope properly. Now, a lot of people think that you don't need sight alignment in a scope, that that only applies to iron sights. That's just not true. It's just as important to have sight alignment in a scope or else it could be canted and the reticle could still look like it's on the target. This is where you need to look at scope shadow. When you're looking through your scope and you move your eye off center, you'll start to see black spots on one side or the other. Those things are helpful. They let you know whether you're looking through the scope straight or not, and you need to- So when people hack your shadow and you're focused on one thing, and when people hack it, it's a good thing. The bad things that come along and the, and the, and the, and the side things that get thrown at you are good because they help you maintain your focus. To make sure you are. Now, once the scope is aligned properly, the side alignment is next important. That reticle needs to be exactly where you want it to be on the target. But sometimes it can be difficult to focus between the target and the reticle, even with the parallax adjusted properly. I recommend you focus only on the reticle. Just like the front sight on a rifle or a handgun, that reticle is what you can control and it's what matters for you to take care of. Focus on a crisp, clear reticle and a stable platform, and all that's left is trigger control. So, what was I supposed to do? Chaos. I needed to stabilize my vision. Every time I was destabilized, the bag would roll, the sand would be gone, something, or someone would throw something at me, I'd get off. So what did I do? I'd refocus, I'd stay there. And then at the end, once I can maintain that focus, the only thing that I should say is I have a clear focus, right? How do you expose that focus? You focus on just that. There you go. I want to do this. I focus on it. And no matter how many times I get hit, I realign. What is the key thing? One, that I maintain course, and two, when I pull the trigger. Now, trigger control, I think is pretty straightforward as long as you think of it as a continuous process and not just one thing that happens. You see, I like to think about it as drawing a line in the dirt. I like to think about this constant pressure that I'm adding as I'm drawing the line straight back, and then as the rifle goes off, continuing to draw that line even after the rifle goes off. That's gonna be the good follow through you need. Let me show you what that looks like. I'm on the rifle, nice and stable. I'm lined up with good sight alignment. Focusing on the reticle, I place the pad of my finger on the trigger and I start that steady build of pressure till the rifle goes off and I continue that pressure. Now I can release. You see what that follow through does is ensures one, that I don't jerk the trigger in the first place because it keeps me thinking about a steady continuous process. But two, just as the trigger breaks, there's still a little bit that needs to happen to the rifle, even though it happens quickly. And if you jostle the rifle or let go too soon, you run the risk of bringing the rifle back off a target as the bullet's trying to get out of the rifle. So think about that next time you're shooting. So when I went to the shooting range um, with my eldest daughter and um, her fiance, we had targets and we put them out at 175 feet. Uh, no scopes, obviously. And I remember I was shooting angrily, you know, it's a good stress reliever at the range. But then when you focus, I wanted to get the teeth out. And the one thing you have to remember is to make sure you know how to focus and how to pull the trigger at the right time. And the right time, obviously, if something's moving is different, moving targets. That was a target that was steady, right? I just needed to be ready to pull the trigger. It had to be that time and I had to follow through. So this is how you do it. You pull the trigger when it's necessary. 
That's all. You pull the trigger when it's necessary. And now it was necessary. This was the right time. They've gotten away with everything. You know, it's going to be really difficult. The quo warranto, psh, we talked about that. Psh, beginning of the year, didn't we? Told you. AG's going to SCOTUS, told you that too. So now, in order to be able to get that done, we have to have evidence in court, not just evidence of a symposium that was independent and third party, no matter how they can, they can show the justification and the chain of custody. It's really important in the court of law, but this is where you get them to answer questions. It's not you defending yourself. It's them defending themselves because they did it. So again, all these operations you just saw unfold in front of you are typical MOs. Distract, confuse, and change it up. So again, everything you heard tonight is not 100% correct. It doesn't matter. The truth comes out anyway. Like I've always said, the truth never, ever, ever comes in in a Ferrari. It comes in a donkey. And that's the problem. People want the truth yesterday. You can't. You got to wait for when the right time is. And until then, you'll just be getting a lot of misinformation. I mean, everybody thinks Biden's like, and Pompeo's like, like, whatever. You need to be paying attention more because that should be coming out soon. God bless everyone. See you tomorrow. Yeah. The Illuminati knows the answers. Taking bone samples to clone rappers. But the artists in prison to silence their vision. Genetic copies going home after. They look different. Eyes shifted. Smile missing. Skin lifted. It's scientific. If they can't control you, they erase the old. You get your duplication to enforce the message. They come Gucci. Come Kodak. Come Eminem. He ain't raps his encore. Know that. Cloning rappers when they overdose to keep making money from producing more tracks. The game is a sham. Turning the artists who challenge the sacrificial lambs. The labels and devils are shaking hands creating our artists and labs the executions have been televised oh, they're on tmz like a night they take our heroes give us weaponized clones the revolution won't be televised i can't be replicated copy the attitude of the chains but no one will ever do me the same i can't be replicated